right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and my concert-going brother-in-arms, Orion. How you doing, buddy? I am doing really great. It's been a smooth evening, no technical difficulties whatsoever, excellent connectivity and audio and video. Everything's good, man. It's really great. These are lucky days. In all reality, the exact opposite was fucking happening, and I was about to lose my goddamn mind. But it's okay. It's like, you know what? It's just technology. It's just a piece of shit to begin with. So don't here let we it are. hear you. Yep. Don't let it hear it. Don't let it hear you. So tonight, episode 51. Can't believe I'm already approaching again the big one year uh, anniversary. What do we have on the docket this evening, big guy? So we're going to bring it on back to an earlier record slash band that we've already talked about, bringing it back to Three Inches of Blood. And I think we teased this a wee bit a couple of times. It is time for us to advance and vanquish with my Canadian brethren, Three Inches of Blood. Yes, this has definitely been one on my list for quite some time. And we've got, you know, another guest with us this evening. Shoals is back with us to take on this album. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, good. Sitting here, chilling. I had no technical issues, so everything was buttery smooth for me. Broadcasting in 1080p, baby. It's <laughs> great. Oh, just, just rub it in, why don't you? Just rub it in, you okay. fucking dick. Get a new computer. <laughs> I don't want to. They're expensive. Well, Scholz and I got to uh, rescue the the shrine of Yaru Kilisi or whatever the fuck it was called. Uh, so we had a great time. We had a yep. great time. Good. I'm, I'm glad y'all enjoyed we it. Yeah, we made a good use of our time. <sighs> well, great. Well, we got a good album this evening, so I'm definitely excited for this one. It's been one definitely one of my favorite uh, Three Inches Blood albums for oh, classic. Sure, a little classic. Um, so, you know, last week we actually kind of mentioned through our, you know, when we saw Three Inches of Blood a couple times, uh, Shoals, do you remember the one we saw, uh, Three Inches of Blood at Mayhem that year? Yep. I don't remember what year. All right, well, I'm not going down the rat ball again because we wasted like 20 minutes last week just trying to figure ah. out which Mayhems were which, but that was awesome. And then we had, uh, Ryan told the story about, uh, us being really right up on the stage, touching the monitors. Yeah, and we like, were like right. We were like a foot in front of the monitors at Alley Cats or Kingdom or whatever it was called at the time. We're like, like, really, we're like right in front of Cam Pipes. And then the, like they finished their first song and Adam are like, hey, we can't really hear you. And he's just like, back the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, oh, yeah, OK, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Yeah. I know Ingstrom was at the show. And I think you may have been at that show with us, Aaron. I feel like you would have been because no, was... I only saw him at Mayhem. I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him. It was a good show. I do. Remember, I feel like I remember missing that one. I don't remember why. I, you may have actually been in Carolina. That Goddamn weekend. shame. Yeah, maybe. Mm, it was a good show. Yep. Yeah, the first time when we saw him first time, Adam went up to the merch table and started screaming like a little fangirl to get him to calm his tits before he went up and talked to him. <laughs> Don't act so flustered. Act like you belong here. Take a breath for a second. Jesus. <laughs> I was excited to see the fucking bat. Yep. Then they were too. 
until they saw us again or saw you again in Richmond, three inches away from Wait a minute, the I know this asshole. <laughs> you. Why can't we escape you? <laughs> I had this debate last time we recorded. Charles wasn't part of it. To me, three inches of blood is really subjective because three inches of blood in a small room is not that much blood, but three inches of blood high in a swimming pool is a lot of blood. So for the name of the band, what type of volume do you think we're talking about? Like how big of an area for this to be three inches of blood? I mean, what are we, what are we talking about here? I've always felt like it's a height of blood. And yeah. so regardless of the surface area you're covering, you're still sloughing around in three inches of blood. I don't care where you are. That's a lot of blood. I, I don't know. I mean, if it's three inches of like, you know, blood, like in a pint glass, that's not really a lot of blood. But if it's like three inches of blood in a swimming pool, that's an Olympic sized swimming pool. That's a fuck ton of blood. I mean, yeah. the cover album is just these emaciated marauder dudes with giant axes walking towards the battlefield. So I just always assume it was three inches of height covering the floor of blood. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to experiment. We'll just fill different room sizes with three inches height of blood. And then we'll ask that we'll take pictures and we'll send it to the former members of the band. I'm sure if like, like if we get like a cow, go to Adam's kitchen and then empty the cow. I'm sure we could get close. <laughs> See what's going to come up. Oh, my God. Look, we're just trying to figure out what really is three inches of blood. Sierra, calm down. It'll coagulate soon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we can just pick it up in chunks later. Oh, God. We'll <laughs> shovel it out of here in a few days. <laughs> so, I found back. The, so I found oh. the set list from when we saw him, Shoals. It was Mayhem 2010. Uh, it was Battles and Brotherhood, Silent Killer, Trial of Champions, Swordmaster, Call of the Hammer, Deadly Sinners, and the Good Riders Horde. Call of the Hammer. It's a good song. Call of the Hammer. Hmm. Uh, hmm. All right, well, let's d- dive into it, man. Um, Orion, how did you get into said album? If I remember correctly, I heard fire up the blades before advance and vanquish like in terms of cover to cover i'm pretty certain that i heard uh deadly sinners and wicketron previously but i hadn't i never listened to the full album until after i had heard fire up the blades several times and i'm pretty certain i can say pretty confidently it was chris who discovered them and then had me listen to them and we always reference it as gonzo metal because the lead singer sounds exactly like gonzo from the muppets if he were in a metal band which is fine. Totally on board with that. Uh, now you won't be able to get that visual out of your head when you listen to them next. Um, but yeah, so that's the the intro. Again, Fire Up the Blades is the album I was and st- still am more familiar with. But I have always enjoyed going back and re-listening to Fire Up the uh, Advanced and Vanquish. What about you, Shoals? I can't really remember, but I there's a good chance I just had like a 250 gig hard drive that we would just give to all of our friends and say, give us all your music. Yeah. And it was probably on there. And I think that's might how I discovered. I really can't remember, but I know I feel like I might've showed you them. And then wait, I, didn't I K- wait, didn't Caleb have the CD for fire up the blades? No, I think I bought that one. I know I advanced and vanquish on a, as digital. Yeah, Cause I remember when we were in yeah. the Jetta, 
uh, go into, I uh, think it was going to see uh, X-Men Origins. Um, Whoa. Long <laughs> oh. I think it was, we saw we were going to see X-Men Origins. Like, let me talk, went to the Mexican X-Men restaurant oranges. beforehand. And with Pobiak, and then we got to the movie theater, he threw up in the parking lot. And that's where we saw the guy with like the tactical kilt in line. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's when he showed me Fire Up the Blades for the first time. And then I went out and got back and got uh, Advance of Vanquish and the debut album. Uh, what the fuck's it called? Oh, about fucking right in front of me, dumbass. Uh, Battle Cry Under a Winter Sun. Um, it's not on Spotify, but yeah. it was their debut from O2. But um, I'm not sure then, I've ever listened to that. Yeah, because then, yeah, because that was like 2009, I think. And Here Waits Thy Doom came out in 2010, um, and that's when we, that's when we, we saw them on that tour at Mayhem. They were touring that album. That's where they had Battles of Brotherhood, Silent Killer, Silent Killer, and um, Call of the Hammer. So yeah, yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, I would say of the because they only have five albums. They right. They've got. Battle Cry, Phantom Vanquish, Fire of the Blades, Airways Thy Doom, and Long Live Heavy Metal. Um, I would say this is probably my favorite of the five, but we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, probably in between this and Fire of the Blades. Yeah, I mean, they're just, but these two albums, they're totally different. Like, they're the same, but they're not. You know, they're, they've got the signature sound of, you know, the harsh vocals and the clean vocals, but it just, there's two different stories I think they're telling between the two albums. Um, we'll have to talk, we'll have to like do like a battle one day between you know those two albums. I think of the five, those are definitely their top two for sure. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, all right, give me some little feedback and uh, not feedback, uh, backstory on said album. So, Advance and Vanquish is the second album by Three Inches of Blood, released September 20th, 2004, almost 20 years ago. Um, Interestingly enough, well, we'll get into the cover art in a bit, so I'll pause there for now. But in terms of release, this had, I'm sorry, I need to scroll down a little bit. It was recorded at Engine Studios in Chicago, Illinois from May to June of 2024, or 2004, then released in September of 2004. Now I have a couple little anecdotes about the album cover there. So one other quick thing, there have been a surprising number of former band members in this in, in three inches of blood like there seems to be a lot of kind of not quite revolving door but they've had quite a few people kind of come and go at least is my impression so yeah, maybe that yeah. explains why they kind of called it quits yeah yeah because advance and vanquish right has cam and uh, jamie on vocals but then i think on fire of the blades you have yeah a whole di- whole different lineup. That's where you get Justin Hadberg on guitar and Shane Clark, and then I think maybe drummer. Cam's just really fucking annoying to work with because <laughs> he's the only through line, right? Well, yeah, I mean, because yeah, and then they have a new drummer on Here Waits Thy Doom, and then their last album, Long Live Heavy Metal. Um, well, the last two albums, it was the same lineup, but yeah, that's, you know, definitely one that, I mean, the vocals, the vocalists were the only, you know, same 
What else? Oh, real quick. Uh, so I found the set list from when we saw them at the Kingdom, Orion. Oh, you uh, did? Okay. Yeah. So it was Leather Lord, Deadly Sinners, Metal Woman, God of the Cold White Silence, Bowels and Brotherhood, Dark Messenger, and the Goat Riders Horde. Interesting they ended with Goat Riders Horde. I mean, it's a banger. It is a banger. But... I don't know if it feels so like they, a, end, they ended it on our set too when we went to see him in Mayhem. Yeah. Also, God song. of the Cold White Silence would be dope to see live. God, yeah. yeah. Love that song. Love that goddamn song. I think I had it at two. Or did I have it at one? I think I had Forest King at one. Uh, let's see real quick. Before we jump into the album cover, oh. gotta go way back. Yeah, that was an early one. Yeah. Good God. Um, you had it at which one? I think I had it at two. I got oh, a go with silence. Uh, yeah, you had it at two. Forest King at Forest one. Forest King is at one. That's correct. Yeah, I had I had it, I had go. I've got it at seven. Forest King at two, and then Hydra's Teeth at one. Man, that was uh, that was a long time ago that we recorded that episode. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. So. All right. I remember, I remember listening to that episode and yelling to y'all about something. How right I was that Forest King was at one, probably. No, I had two dipshit. You're, you're, I think <laughs> yeah, I was exactly. mad about your um, interpretation of what was happening in the Forest King song, and I was just kind of yelling at my phone. I was like, "You're fucking wrong. That's not what they're talking." But something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Right. I just want to jump through and tell you guys you were wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> we need to do that at some point. We need to have like a live. We're going to record this episode about this band. You're, here's an open link to the Zoom. Hop in and disagree <laughs> oh, with us. That's asking for trouble. I know. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. It would be. All right. Uh, album cover. Shoals, what do you think? Uh, I wish I could see like what they're fighting, but I mean. It's got to be a horde of orcs. Oh, uh, yeah, you're probably right. The other thing I don't like about it is they're all dressed the same. But I mean, for me, the name Three Inches of Blood and seeing all them dudes again just gives you just going to be a giant battle and there's going to be blood everywhere. And like I said before, really brings that Three Inches of Blood into a visceral situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's probably why they're not wearing a bunch of clothes. So the blood just. Just doesn't get over everything. Three inches thick of blood. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Three inches thick from skin. What out. are these characters on the cover? Yeah. Also, why are they hunched over? Is my question. I feel is like there, that's there... not the best way to be formed to swing an axe like that. I mean, maybe there. Maybe there's a reference to this in. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe they're all carrying their axes of evil to prepare for a crazy night when they destroy the orcs. Maybe that's uh, what they're trying to do. Uh... Uh, now, if you have the access to heal, you don't really care what you destroy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, there's like gonna be so a... goes the prophecy. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, the premonition, a pain. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm covered, right? So it's got some creepy fucking soldier all hunched over with his axe, double-sided axe, just marching into a battle with a burning castle in the background, just. And it's got a weird hue of just like purple. I've never understood like why it was purple. I feel like it should have been red. Um, this three inches of blood, advance and vanquish. Three horned helmet. Mm-hmm. And this is three in the axe. 
Yeah, the three ah, in the there ice. you go. Ryan, what do you think? So um, the album art is really cool. I mean, I like it. It's very like traditional metal. And I always thought like this looks very familiar, like the color scheme and like kind of the way the artwork is, is in place because the art, the artist who did it, Edward Repka, did a bunch of stuff for death. So he did Scream, Bloody Glory, Leprosy, Spiritual Healing. And he also did Megadeth's uh, Peace Cells, Holy Wars, Hangar 18, oh, like all yes. that stuff. So especially oh. when I look at Peace Cells, like if you yeah. look at Peace Cells and this, very similar kind of kind of deal. Yeah, um, it, it, oh, it did give off that very classic. Like thrash, yeah. like 80s thrash kind of cover. Yeah, um, cover. <laughs> yep. So if that were like a Megadeth, like if this picture was there, it didn't say three and it just said Megadeth, and that was the name of a Megadeth song, it would look exactly like a Megadeth single uh, art, which I'm, they, you know, specifically wanted, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, I guess they definitely hired him for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. But it has an album cover that just makes you want to pick it up. And you're just like, what the fuck is this? Never yeah. really yep. a fan. I just want to pick it up and look at it. And it's, mm-hmm flip through it so yeah yep all right well you know again you know i've been wanting to do this for quite, quite some time and glad we can finally get started so let's just dive right in first track the first part of the upon the boiling sea trilogy fear on the bridge think buddy opening track i love this as an opener for a thrash thrash metal album it's so it's it's very silly but in like the best possible way like kicking it off with some pirate metal i feel like we should be listening to like ale storm or something uh it's just it's fantastic it's super fun it's it's just a fun thrashy tune that is catchy but also has let me pull up add the lyrics there it is. Torment from the pits of hell and seas where pirates dwell. The Armada sets its course, shadowed by skull and crossbone force. Just fantastic. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Just it's fantastic. It's fun, man. This is a great song. It's a really good opener. 
we'll see where it lands overall. But I mean, it's it's a it's an awesome way to start the album. Joel, what do you think? Same thing. Great way to like set the tone for the entire album. Also, like this this song really shows what you're going to get out of the rest of the album. Like you're not really going to get songs. You're going to get stories for the rest of the album. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's not good. Just a great thrash song. Fun story. That's why I love this album. Yeah. I hate this song. Oh, <laughs> do you actually? I really, I do not like this song. Wow. Why? I, it's, there's just something about it that I cannot. Is it, it the, I think. Da-da-da-da. No, I mean, it's got a really fun, like crunchy riff in it. Mm-hmm. I love like the story, you know, the upon the boiling sea, like trilogy story, but just something about this song. I just cannot stand. Really? And I hate the fact that this opens the album. Interesting. Hot take. Well, we got Cam Pipes. What do you think, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just, I'm wondering, like, you know, because like, the story is cool, but just the be- very beginning of it, I just it loses me. It does not get me hooked into it at all. Um, like, like, listening to it, you know, in preparation for the review, I just, you know, I try to have an open mind about it because I've always hated the opener. But I just still just have this, like, I love that riff. And I I would give you like the beginning is a little slow and it takes a bit, but the song builds nicely, and then you're banging your head and jamming along by the end of it. And I love the last verse. He does such a great job with it. I just uh, uh, this is not my favorite song. It's fine as an album opener. I hate it as you know a track on this album. We'll see where it falls. But I mean, as somebody like with somebody that has like a classic rock feel and stuff, at least it's not like a musical entry into the song, into the album. So that's true. what I'm happy about. Yeah. True. I mean, it's got the cool, the very uh, metal trope of just a, a super one long minute musical yeah. intro. Yeah. It just, it kicks right in. It just has like what, like five, 10 seconds of, you know, fog kind of dispersing. Like I it's like can- it. That's a cannon firing. Oh, is it cannon? No. Yeah, it's the fuse and then the cannon. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to dwell on this one because we have much better songs to get to. <laughs> Next track, Deadly Sinners. Excuse me. Deadly Sinners. There you go. That's better.
Now, this is what should have opened the album. Just like that would have been a killer fucking opening track. And, you know, I'll talk about the, you know, the trilogy later on, but just Deadly Sinners. What a just fun fucking track. Just cam pipes with these just high pitched, just belting out Deadly Sinners. And I like the way the cadence of the of Deadly Sinners changes with each time he says it. And the Deadly Center is the very last time he says it, just hitting this absolute high note. I think it's awesome. The the groove in the riffs in those bridges are just so tasty. It, it, just this song is a hook, line, sinker for me every single day. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, I love this song too. Great thrash super high energy the entire time the only qualm i have with it is sometimes the lyrics don't really jive for me like sometimes they just kind of go haywire yeah. like for like, the line enemies of metal your death is our reward that doesn't really fit for me for some reason yeah i, I understand you're you're a metal singer and you're singing about metal and you're mad at other people but the way you you came into that it just is like a, a weird tangent that they've gone off of <laughs> yeah it's like it, it's it's like it's it's smelling mortal blood like hounds servants crying under down if you like metal fuck you anyway back to the story <laughs> Also, they bring in like a tyrant's conquest at some point yeah. too. It's like, why? Where did the tyrant Dark come from? Victory when you bring the steel to life. I was actually going to say, I really want a back patch that just says "Enemies of Metal, your death is our reward." <laughs> I want that across like the bottom of my BV across the back. <laughs> I mean, that's actually one of my favorite lines in the song. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool I line, but it just comes out of nowhere, really. <laughs> I like. To, I do like to think he's telling like a really epic tale, and then he turns to the kid whoever's tell the story, and he's like, "Enemies of metal, your death is our reward." They're like, "What?" And then he goes back to just reading any, the story. Just some random person in every show just gets pointed at and yelled that. <laughs> yep, yep. Like I remember like posting these stupid ass cryptic Facebook posts, just and just posted that one time. Enemies of metal, your death is our reward. <laughs> so, like, edgy. Oh. so edgy, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. so edgy. So cool hey, you don't like the same music cool. as me? Fuck you. <laughs> It's just the soundtrack of watching Tenem Clan Virgins beating up a (laughs) 16-year-old Polyphia fan. (laughs) (laughs) A defenseless 16-year-old Polyphia fan. It's like also, like, right after that, the next line is triumphant victory when you bring the steel to life. So are there people that are just like, no, no, you can't use metal to murder me. But then when they kill you, it's like, all right. Now we've won. Now metal wins. Like it's just, it's a little odd. That's the only comment. Other than that, great headbanger. I sing the lyrics every time, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, but the two, like that other, the second verse was like, I mean, I like that part where he says, kill the tyrants, endless conquest with no mercy, straight for his heart. Bloodlust will overtake anger, will overtake. And then it's the way he shapes anger and violence. It's like, oh, all right. It's like, and then just that. Like drop that groove into it, and then it's like lightning strikes in the dark. Lightning strikes. Zeus shows up for no reason. I mean, what is happening? Yeah, that song just. You know what? I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten. I'm getting a ten out of ten. It's it's top track. It's It's getting the stamp. Yeah, it it gets. It gets the ink. It gets the slap. Gets it for me too. All right. Next track. Revenge is a vulture. (laughs) 
All right, Schultz, what do you think? Groovy, fun, uh, but I think it's not my favorite. It's got a good groove to it, but it's a bit slow and wordy. That's uh, that's how I feel about that one. Hey, Ryan? <laughs> so what I got to say is uh, it's slow and groovy. It's not my favorite, but uh, that's what I got to say about that one. No, really. Wow. I, I this is your favorite it. song, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> the, screams, the screams are good. Track. The screams are good, but otherwise, for me, this is a this yeah. is sort of middle. It's got a fun little me. break breakdown area. Uh, yeah. Y'all are fucking crazy. This song is awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's. I like the transition from Deadly Centers. It's just it's fucking groovy, and it's got this really crunchy opening riff, and I absolutely love that undertone of like the lead guitar just kind of noodling underneath the vocals the whole time it's just it's that's it, to me it's kind of memor, uh, mesmerizing just kind of just sucks you in and the the screams i think by jamie are really are solid i think they're kind of well balanced they're not really being stretched too much at uh, sometimes where he just is getting almost too raspy to where you can't really understand them the the chorus is i think it's catchy as fuck i mean revenge revenge is a vulture taking for everything he's got he won't know what he's had until it's lost revenge it's just a i think it's a fun song yeah i think oh, it's, yeah i mean you know, it's catchy and fun but i mean compared to the rest of the album i it's lower on the list for me but i mean man. this this entire album for me i love this whole album so it's it's low quote unquote yeah but you know just because I have to rank them for this type of thing. Yeah. And the solo on this song is really cool too. So, yeah. It's I. All right. <laughs> fucking idiot, Orion. All right. <laughs> next <laughs> track Dominion of Deceit. think track four dominion of deceit every time i hear this song especially the way it comes in i feel like 
I've been put inside a shopping cart and then pushed down an incredibly long staircase. And while that's happening, the band is also at a shopping cart behind me playing this song. (laughs) That's what it feels like every time I hear this song. (laughs) And uh, but why? I don't know. Play the very beginning of it. Tell me you can't picture it. Go ahead. Just just start the song over real quick. I'll beware the blackened tongue. It's laden heavy with lies, bleeding on the cross for the world to see. (laughs) Now, is the shopping cart, is it like fully enclosed or is it just the open top? Like jackass style. I am just in a normal shopping cart, just being jettisoned down a staircase, like screaming (laughs) for my life. And behind me, the entire band is crammed into a shopping cart. And the drummer's on like that upper part that a toddler's <laughs> normally in with a kit. <laughs> it's one of the ones with the race cars on the back. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're just blasting down some, I don't know, giant staircase in Spain or something. Uh, that's what I picture. Anyways, uh, the song is great. I love it, especially with that image in mind. Um, there's like a middle part that gets doesn't quite grab me as much, but then it gets right back into it. It's fun. I mean, it's just a fun, fun song. It's, it's, it's a solid re-listen for me. This one's Pretty pretty much on my regular rotation for this album, so I like it. Joel, this one's pretty high up there for me too. Just comes in super hot and heavy. Uh, now I will always feel like I'm riding a shopping cart downstairs. Thank you, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very gets kind of Iron Maideny mm-hmm. for a while too. So just good classic metal rock song. I love it. Wow, this is pretty tough and bad. Four <laughs> tracks in. Holy Every crap. Thrash, thrashy song animates. <laughs> no, no, no. I was saying, like, this one has taken so long for me to actually really enjoy. It gives you no opportunity to, it just punches you right in the balls just instantly. It, exactly. I think coming out of, like, what Revenge is a Vulture, and then you're right, just. It just booms like I'll, I'll beware the blackened tongue. It's laden heavy with lies. Like, the shopping cart hits some flat spots, and you get to it cruise does. for a little bit in the song. Like there's, like, some, oh thank like, God! <laughs> oh no, another staircase! Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like you know, the, the council like, of heathens has gathered to bring their own and enter their own slate. That's a nice calm flat spot. You hit some pavement for a little bit, and then right yep. back into it. <laughs> yep. Whew. But I mean, I say it's a slow burn. Like it's, I think cams cleans on this one are are really good and solid it it doesn't have as much of that like really gargly sound and sometimes in his voice when he's hitting some notes but you know i I like the back half of the song a lot i think it it picks up a little gets a little more melodic after the uh the opening thrash part so you know not my favorite song on this album but i've definitely learned to like it a lot more after you know seven several thousand spins of this album so but yeah. now I think I will have a better newfound appreciation for the song because of the intro of picturing Orion in a shopping cart. <laughs> uh, we should make that into a t-shirt. Dude, awesome. I'm down. Oh, that'd be Being fun. chased by a band. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, ah! Yep. All right, next track. The Premonition of 
pain. Definition of pain is hands down one of the greatest Three Inch of Blood songs ever written. Spoiled move, Captain. Hands down. One of the coolest stories that they can talk about. The groove that is within this song, the opening lyrics. Awoken by the terror of a thousand wars, a vision of the coming invading force. With haste he goes to the royal hall. The soothsayer alerts the king. The hour is nigh. The kind of breakdown of the the brick by brick, behold, stone by stone, our fate. Wall by wall, this castle is set to burn. And then with Jamie saying burn in the background. Killer solo on this song. It has probably one of the one of my favorite verses ever written. The enemies approaching from surrounding sides, awaiting for the first strike as cattle bolts are drawn. Flaming arrows form the sky. The massacre begins. Order turns to chaos. No hope to win. The tyrant is here to take up your throne. He'll take off your head before taking your crown. The mystic, he laughs. You should have listened to me. Now you beg for your life on your knees, on your knees, on your knees. And it just hits that really high note. I remember one time I was... Coming back from, I think, my cousin's wedding and coming over the mountains and with the altitude, right, my ears were popping from the change. And the bass in this song was just like pounding my head. And it was just an awesome, awesome feeling. So this is my go-to 
Three Inch of the Blood song. Ten out of ten. I do like this song a lot. The story is amazing. All just like you said, just listening to the lyrics, seeing it, <clears throat> kind of gives me the. For some reason, I always envision the dude in the Lord of the Rings that's been corrupted by Worm Tongue. I envision uh, him Thayden sitting on the throne. Thing? Yeah, Theoden. Uh, him. That's who I envision sitting on the throne as that soothsayer walks up to him, just a decrepit old man, just refusing to believe anything anyone's telling him. <laughs> and then it that. gets worse from there. I like to picture gargoyles when I listen to the song. Gargoyles. The 90s animated the 90s. masterpiece. <laughs> yes. Good. With Xanatos, the villain. Yes. Oh, God. We got to start the Gargoyles podcast. Oh, wait, it already is the a thing. Podcast. Yes. What are your thoughts there, Buckaroo? So I will say. Swear to God. The worst song. They've, no. Uh, I will say that lyrically. And thematically, it's probably one of the strongest songs on the album. It feels very complete. Like this has a more, I don't know if mature is the right feel to it, but it has more of, it feels more thought out than other songs in the album. It's so a complete what song. Right. That's a very fair way of putting it. I'm always torn with Premonition of Pain, though, because I really like it and it's very well written and thought out. But when I listen to Three Inches of Blood, especially Advance and Vanquish, I just want, kick you in the face, fast thrash nonsense and move on kind of thing. So Pernition and Pain, if I'm in the right mood for it, it's really high on my list. If I'm just like wanting a bunch of thrashy goodness, it's not as high, but the song itself is is really, really good. So I would say it's one of their most well thought out and well written songs on the album, but it's not necessarily a go to for me if I want to blast like two or three, three inches of blood songs. Foolish. Just kind of be honest with you, dog. That is why I think I'm not as keen on Dominion of Deceit because coming from Deadly Sinners, Revenge of the Vulture, I just want to get to Premonition Pain so bad. Like, I have, I fucking love this song. It's a good song. It's a very good song. I'll, I'll agree. Like, it, this is, I love this song. It's, I love listening to it, the lyrics, the story. It brings, like, visually, I see a lot of stuff happening when I listen to this song. Like, in my brain, there's, people running yeah. around and all that stuff a soothsayer in his weird little robe kind of hunched over running around the castle or whatever <laughs> i mean i can you can not make the game of thrones really comes to mind now yeah um. and uh but it's when i put the cd on it's not one of the first songs i throw on God, y'all are so fucking crazy, <laughs> so crazy. Yep. all right tirade over next track part two from upon the boiling sea Lord of the Storm.
right, boys. Part two, Lord of the Storm. Schultz, what do you think? It's a great classic rock groove song. I like it. It's a lot of fun. The lyrics are fun. Um, again, not one of the ones I picked to turn on as soon as I put the CD on, but I think <laughs> got him a gig. Golly, this is a bad night for Adam. Know, <laughs> he does not man. have big music. It's not going to get any better here in a minute either. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do like this song a lot, but yeah, again, it's not one of the ones I picked to throw on when I'm on a car ride with it. <laughs> I I don't understand. This song is fucking awesome. It's got a killer fucking rhythm all throughout. And I'm just picturing the band like on a ship in the storm. And at the beginning of the song, you've got Jamie doing laying down these the harsh vocals. And then just like Cam Pipes like with his hand just like pushes the rain away and just comes blistering in. And it just the the solo in it is groovy. I like the back and forth. The story overall, it's got a, a cool story. I like this a lot better than Fear on the Bridge. And you know, just I'm again picturing like, you know, there's a storm brewing. The ship is, you know, torn to bits, and the captain, Lord just floating, wakes up on the island. And is I love the line. I mean, as his feet touch, as he touches his feet upon the sandy shore, the sun will rise once more. Just the way he belts that out, dude. This is a fucking killer song. Yeah, I mean, again, just like uh, Fear on the Bridge, the way they end these songs is always so epic. Yeah, I mean, because now I mean, you're gonna go on a really good like run of songs. Oh yeah, starting with Premonition of Pain. So and that's the tough part. Storm is awesome. It's here to run. Why does the song suck? I didn't. I didn't say it. I didn't say anything. Actually, here's what I'll say: the beginning of the song, I really like. The back half, when it picks up from "Terror of the Seven Seas" and gets going again, I also really like that. There's a good, probably like forty-five second chunk of this song from uh, when he's starting a damnation creeps upon, and then it's it's a really really long part of the song where it's like the same cadence over and over and it feels like it's going to go do something else and then it doesn't and so that part of the song always frustrated me it's still really good it's still a solid song overall but if that middle chunk word in it the song would be like a certified banger for me but there's this like really lengthy chunk where it feels like it should be like a like kind of a quick chorus or like a refrain or whatever and then it like happens again and again and again it happens like four times in a row and i'm like oh we're going to the no we're not like the next part's happening no it's not like it just keeps happening and it always frustrated me and i remembered that listening to it again over the past couple of days so it but that's awesome i mean you have again jamie like lord of the storm rides in the eye eye of the hurricane lord of the storm rides in the eye in the eye of hell rider of the night and ruler of the dam but then cam comes in that that's an awesome just the transition's cool. And again, I really like the intro part. And then Cam transitions in and it's cool. And then he does this like same, it feels like the same refrain is happening over and over and over. And then when it hits Terror of the Seven Seas, it gets me again. I really like it. So again, it's it's a good song. I think it could be better, but it is, it's still solid. I don't have like major complaints about it, but when I stack it up with others on the album, it's it doesn't hit as, as well for me as some others do. Yeah, I can agree because he has another part towards the end of the song too, where it's a big long 
deluge like, of, of lyrics as well. Yeah, it feels like yeah. he's holding a lantern and we're on the, the deck of the ship and he's telling us this terrible tale. I'm like, oh no. And he's like, but there's more. And he like, keeps going. <laughs> Just ye wait. And only gets worse from here. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I lost me eye. Exactly. And now I should tell you how I lost the other eye. <laughs> switches the lantern. Oh no. Why are you holding a lantern? Why does it matter? <laughs> I'm holding a lantern. <laughs> I thought this was me, Bug. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, boys and girls, let's travel to the year 4055. In a far future. a tale so we pick right back up on the on the ship and the same bl- blind sea <laughs> captain like what did you say and he's like in the year 4050 <laughs> <laughs> a wicked came to life exactly they're like what the hell is wrong with you uh, it was born of scientific design to serve all humankind artificial intelligence what is artificial intelligence uh, for future war. <laughs> this song is so absurd and lyrically silly, and I love it so much. This song is so much fun. It is super unapologetic, thrashy goodness. It is outrageous. It is a ridiculous song, but the riff is so good. The solo is so good. Like the the cadence and. Rhythm throughout the song is so much fun. It doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of the lyrics are total nonsense. Like it's brainwaves only wired for death. Like what does that mean? <laughs> but, sense uh, to me. That sounds like something Jeff Mayer would say. I know he's said <laughs> things about brainwaves before. Uh, so uh, this song is is absolutely ridiculous. And I remember Chris 
playing this for me. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I couldn't stop listening to it. I think it might actually be his favorite Three Inches of Blood song. Uh, Wicked Tron for me is a certified banger. Going to go ahead and put the stamp on the ink and the ink on the stamp too. smack it down. Wicked Tron is fucking 10 out of 10. Jules. I agree. Uh, this song's a lot of fun. Lyric, like just very Terminator vibes for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. Like the T-1000 is, is sprinting with his knife hands down uh, the road yeah. towards them while the song is playing. And for some reason, now he's in space, sprinting across the moon, killing yep. everybody, and then goes to another galaxy and kills everybody there as well. Dude, it's good stuff. It. Do it. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's a fun song. It's a struggle against AI because the military got out of control and they fucked it up. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, and then just a great thrash and melodic mix up and down through the whole song it's so much fun i love this song a lot yep. it, it's it's like a perfect blend of what thrash and melodic can do when it's done right um just the opening riff it's just it's crunchy and groovy and when you look at the the first time you look at the track listing you know advancing vanquish is the album title okay you see upon the boiling sea you got that trilogy that's cool Swordmaster, Axes of Evil, Destroy the Orcs, Premonition of Pain. Like, all these songs feel like they belong together. But they have Wicketron. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, I can make, I can picture what a deadly sinner is. I can picture, you know, Premonition of Pain. I, I can picture all these things, but a Wicketron, like, what? And then it starts off, you know, in the year 4055, I'm like, oh, we're going a little futuristic. And just as that story, on you know, unfolds, it's just, it's absurd. It's just... Insane, and I I don't know what it is, but the where you faded out that verse is burned into my brain. I love that verse. Fifteen years since creation time, the war has turned to space. Humankind has one chance left during the tides of fate. Just for whatever reason. Yeah, that, that verse, you're right. That is, like, Cam's vocals are just so strong in this whole album. But yeah, this, this song, I, I like the the gang vocals. You know, hey, it's a Wicked Tron. Hey, it's a Wicked Tron. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, yeah, Wicked Tron. <laughs> and then it's, it, it just dumps into, like, this, like, droning bass groove for a second and then rolls right into a solo, like, it's just a fucking awesome song. And you're right, Orion. I also am going to dip it in the ink and give it the old stamp. Hell 10 out of 10. Yes. All right. Next right. track. Sword Master.
Shoals, what do you think? Musically, this song's a lot of fun. Lyrically, I don't think it quite fits with the music. <clears throat> the chorus breakdown is great, but the verses, it feels too muddied at times, I think. Still fun song. I like the story. It's fun. Uh, but sometimes I just feel like it's just a bit too muddy to really fit perfectly as a song together. All right. Yeah, it feels like they were writing a really fast, thrashy song. I'm like, what are we going to make this about? Fucking fighting with swords. Faster. Faster. Fast, sing faster. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. Uh, I, st- I mean, it's still a very fun song. I'm never mad when this song pops up. It's not super high for me, but I, I, I still really dig it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fun song. Certainly doesn't feel as well thought out as like Premonition of Pain, but it's just fun. Like this just feels like kind of a not a throwaway song by any means, but it feels like this is kind of hastily done. Maybe that's intentional, but yeah. Like you look at a song like <clears throat> Deadly Sinners, that's super fast and nuts and fun and Swordmaster, and it just doesn't quite stack up. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Schultz, you and I were driving to the show to Mayhem and you put on this song. And I was like, you know, I'm not really a big fan of Swordmaster. You're like, no, I like it. I dig it. And then a plane at the concert, like, well, that's cool. I already heard that song today. Um, yeah, I. This one again, it's a slow burn for me. It, it's fine. It's fun. It's thrashy. It's not. Oh, uh, I think. Be like suffocated by a lot of Jamie's really harsh vocals. It, it blends in perfectly where it, and it fits well. Um, I do really like the the fade out. I think you were mentioning Shoals where the chorus ends and it just kind of just rolls right into the chorus. And just you hear Cam kind of just do like a decrescendo down and just hear like this gargling like ah like <laughs> I I somebody I just I just <laughs> it's kinda of silly. It's like it's it, it's kinda of silly, but I, I've always like loved that part. That was just pretty just interesting to hear. And just the whole, like, you know, stand and fight, kill or die. It's like, okay. But yeah, I mean, lyrically, I'm not a huge fan of that, of the song. I think, I mean, musically it's great, but lyrically it doesn't really have any, like, really standout moments, like, like Premonition of Pain, for example. So I think it kind of gets muddy for me because it's like a one sentence switch between the singing and the screaming, and it mm-hmm. just kind of muddies things up to just jump back and forth between those pretty quickly just doesn't in this song doesn't flow terribly well where in other songs it's more more like a couple lines in between and stuff and there's a harder cut all right well next song about weaponry (laughs) axes of evil i like to think they high-fived when they came up with a name for that
Axes of Evil, it has a lot of the same tone and energy of Wicketron. It's just over the fucking top, but I think it's done so well. It's got one of the best, I think, intros on the album. Axes of Evil. Okay, what is the song going to be about? And it just... Doom, doom, doom. Just that... It, the tone... Uh, it perfect. It's perfect, and then just takes a you know left turn. It gets ridiculous. Just hawk. <laughs> the scout has reached the gate, bringing news of war. And it's got a. That's what I, I like a lot about Three Inches of Blood. Is a lot of times their songs you can follow the story clearly written laid out in the song, um, and it's just it's fun. And then you know just I feel like this could have been you know. A, before premonition of pain in terms of like the storytelling about it but yeah. you know with, with a courageous cry a young man rises from the fold the answer we seek lies in the frozen waste i leave at dawn with haste for do 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 axes of evil just it's just ridiculous um and i'm just i'm actually picturing this book i read oh, way back in like elementary school called uh the seventh tower and it's about these this these people that had to like have like called sunstones where it gave them like a life force or an energy and this kid's family needed one. He like jumped out of this tower into the frozen waves to find like this magical stone and all that shit. So that's uh, fucking awesome. So I just, it takes me back to that song. Um, and this one is, it is just on the cusp of getting the ink. Like it gets like a third stamp ink. You know, you stamped it three times already, and you get that fourth stamp. Um, this one—it's a lot of fun. You know, the the guitars, the the griff—I mean, the the groove and the Rift. riff in it. Um, and I really like that solo line when uh, Jamie is doing harsh vocals over top. But the future of our land lies in the balance. You must go to save us all. And like just that line, and it just—it blends really well in it. Um, and there's the Kind of, I guess, like the the chorus before it. Axes of evil, uh, strong, not feeble. Axes of evil, come on. Axes of evil, our fates wrapped in steel. Axes of evil, come on, come on. For the longest time, I always thought it said axes of evil, our veins wrapped in steel, which I thought was a really just cool fucking lyric. Mm. Um, I'm kind of disappointed that it says fates now, but <laughs> veins um, wrapped in steel. That sounds. I mean, that, that, but that you know, all. coming off of what they've been singing before, that, that sure, why not? Uh, our veins fit. are wrapped in steel. So. Definitely, definitely a go-to on this album for sure. Short car ride, throwing axes of evil for sure. Yep. yep. Jules, what you got? I fucking love this song. <laughs> I'd yes. give it a certified banger stamp if it were up Ooh. to me. I'd scream okay. my it is up lungs. To you. <laughs> I scream my lungs out every time I listen to this song. This story is so fun. I mean, it's. It's a wordy song, but they pace it so well in here. They mix the screams and the vocals. They harmonize those. It's great in the song. It just paints such a good picture. And like with what they're talking about and how they're singing, it really brings like the heaviness of the situation to it and the story they're telling. And then the way it ends is just fucking amazing. I love how this story ends too. It's just such a dark picture that they leave you with. It's a, uh, you know, with the last line is with no remorse i will reap from your demise and then just axes of evil <laughs> it's great like, so awesome 
And so he's like, his soul's been possessed by the axes of evil. Yep, the axes of evil have done exactly what people have said they've done. So what the prophecy has foretold. It's come to murder everybody. Carol so awaits good. you in the fjords. Yep. I mean, again, it's an over-the-top ridiculous song, but it's so yeah. fun. It's so yeah. much fun. Well executed. Yep. No pun intended. Ha. <laughs> By the axes of evil, our By veins wrapped in steel. Our veins wrapped in steel. What do you got, I'll just, Ryan? I'll be quick. I mean, I, I agree with both of you. This song is is fantastic. It's definitely well thought out. Lyrically, it's absurd, but in a good way. Like, it doesn't feel lazy. Not, I don't know if lazy is the right. Like, Swordmaster feels lyrically just kind of like, we got people fighting with swords. Let's talk about swords faster. But this song feels like a cool story. Like, I can picture it. I can picture like this fantasy setting and being beyond the wall kind of Game of Thrones type shit. It's, it's fucking cool. Uh, this is a great song. And the opener, for whatever reason, always makes me feel like I'm booting up like an SNES fighting game. Feels the beginning of like that kind of game. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the song. It's 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 fantastic. Definitely a strong go to on this album. Yep, for sure. Awesome. All right, boys, let's uh, get your party britches on. We're gonna have some crazy nights. Okay. <laughs> I'll be quick for this one uh crazy nights is for me kind of a middling track on this one it's fun you know it's got a really fun riff in it a cool solo you know i didn't realize until really doing some research on it you know, this song was written about a just a, a crazy time the band had one time in london and got into a bar fight um oh and you had to research the, that well i mean i didn't really i wasn't paying too much to yeah the, to the lyrics and just like because it's just the repetitiveness of crazy nights crazy nights crazy nights I'm like okay i what else are you gonna say at this point you know um but i i mean i do like the the second verse you know throwing iron fist black and bruises swell scattering the field choking arlax vistum uh hammersmith is calling me the way he just belts it out it's just cool as shit but you know fun song you know i don't skip it when it comes on but it's not my go-to 
I would say for a song called there's the, I it's fun. That being said, a song called Crazy Nights, I feel like would be crazier. It feels like this would be the crowd pleaser, pump your fists, chug your beer, middle of the set kind of songs. So it's fine. I don't have any major complaints about it, but it also doesn't do a whole lot for me. So like, I don't mind when it comes up, but it's it's one of those fun background songs, but it's not not particularly high on my list. Sounds about right. Joel? Yeah, it's a, it's a fun, groovy track. I enjoy singing along to it. But I just I haven't really read the lyrics, and tonight I'm ringing along with the lyrics. And my favorite verse: "Throwing iron fist, black and bruises, bruises swell." It's again they run into like you just kind of threw some stuff in there. I mean, unless he literally choked his last victim in a bar fight, but that seems a little brutal. <laughs> yeah, I just choked the guy out, no biggie. And then there was a hammersmith, and he was calling me to stop fighting. So just run no, that no, down. It's, no, it's hammersmith, <laughs> it's hammersmith Odeon, the venue. Oh, is it? Yes. In London? Yes. Ah, okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. But without research, it's just reading it just hammersmith is yeah right. I, I don't i don't think that a there was someone that just made just hammers i think they're called blacksmiths or silversmiths mm, i'm no doctor i'm not a doctor of history <sighs> All right, I, I, I do like singing along to this song and it yeah but it's still like a it's yeah. a middle track yeah, a i won't song, skip yeah. it it's i sing yeah. along to it for sure cool. all right boys uh next track get ready to Destroy the orcs. What do you think? Fast, heavy, short, amazing. Love it. <laughs> Enough said. Next track. Yeah. Uh, this song, you know, it's a it's a it's a remake from their debut uh, Battle Cry on the Winter Sun. So I remember this was the f- the first version I heard. The original version, it's a lot dirtier and just unpolished. I mean, it sounds like it was recorded through, you know, a traffic cone. Into a bathroom. Yeah, (laughs) it was, it's just so dirty. But this song, it's fun. I mean, just, you know, 
Kill the orcs. Slay the orcs. Destroy the orcs. So give a little background on why you're doing that. Fucking yeah. send it. <laughs> yeah, you you return home late that night. Your family's blood is spilled on the ground, but there's no trace of the orcs to be found. <laughs> and just has a really cool, just like droning um, part that kind of ends out around that one thirty mark. Uh, but the the really quick rhythms on this from the guitars is just really fun on this. But you know, you're right. It's just it's it's short, it's quick, it's fast, it's metal. Yep, it's fun, super good. good. Ryan. So when I listen to Destroy the Orcs, I feel like I'm seeing Frodo and Sam cross the Anduin River. And during this time, Merry and Pippin of the Shire have been taken away by the Orcs to the Tower of Orthanc, the land uh, of I'm pretty Isengard. sure they're Urukai. Uh, not uh, just Orcs. Urukai, yes, you're <laughs> correct. And uh, at this point, Aragorn, of course, um, son of Arathorn, rightful king of Gondor, turns to Gimli, son of Gloin, and Legolas of the Woodland Realm, and is just like, let's hunt Burn some the fuck up! And so, that's what it makes me think of. Uh, this song is awesome. It's, it's, it's a 10 out of 10. It's got a fun gallop. It's a thrash anthem. It's a banger. I mean, it's an easy yep. 10 out of 10. I don't know if you guys know what Godric and Felix is, but it's uh, Warhammer's fantasy realm. Yeah. It's about a dwarf with, like, uh, cursed or blessed axe however you want to look at it and then this human dude that follows him around with a, a blessed sword as well and like the dwarf just murders everybody like all of his writings like he decapitated seven people with one swing and like they go into an orc camp one time so all i see is this he's a dwarf slayer he's got a giant orange mohawk and he's got blue tattoos all over his body and he's shirtless just fucking just people fucking up that's people what i up. see <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah that's metal that's good metal. reads. I recommend it. <laughs> yes. All right, boys. Coming down the pipe now. Next track. The Phantom of the Crimson Cloak. What do you think of Ryan? Phantom of the Crimson Cloak actually reminds me a lot of Deadly Sinners. 
Uh, I found that there's actually quite a lot of parallels between the two. I like a lot of the imagery that's evoked in the song, like the phantom hunts and kills with a swift ferocity and voracious hunting appetite and piercing demon eyes. It's just a cool song, man. Uh, this is this is this is pretty high up there for me. I think this is a really really solid song. I don't think it dethrones Deadly Sinners, but it's it's really good. I like this song a lot. Scholes. I like the song. It's good groovy. It it's more of a middle song for me. Uh, <laughs> it stays pretty high because I love the chorus. Just the way he sings the chorus is amazing me, and the way the the music rolls with it as well. Super good. But it's more of a middle song for me. But it's still a great groove. And it's fun to listen to. It's a, it's fun to envision the like his vampire whatever it is stalking in his ridiculously bright cloak still murdering people it's probably one of those giant collar things and he probably flourishes it dramatically every corner he turns hello how are you doing welcome to kill you you are so beautiful tonight come into this dark alley with me have you ever seen dracula dead and loving it you guys have never seen that movie have you seen young frankenstein yeah okay Dracula doesn't loving it. Same kind of deal. It's uh, Mel Mel Brooks, also hilarious. When Dracula is, I forgot uh, whatever the fucking girl's name is, and he's like commanding her to leave her bedchamber, and he's like commanding her from outside of the window. It's like a famous Dracula scene. Yeah. In the in this version, all the instructions he's giving to her, she's like tripping over like <laughs> footstools and like walking into the wrong room, and he's like, "You're in the closet. Turn around and come out." Of the closet. <laughs> He's just getting like super pissed off and really irritated. It's a fantastic movie. We'll have to watch I it. I like what we do in the shadows, but even way sillier. But yeah. <laughs> even way sillier. It's oh my god. It's it's great. We'll watch it sometime. It's very funny. I like the song. It's it does feel a little middling for me. Um I think it, it starts off pretty strong. I do love the chorus, you know, death is his way. Does, uh, dare not cross his path. The phantom of the crimson cloak stalks the stalks the dark and silent night. It's just the way again, way Cam Pipe shapes it. It it sounds cool. Pretty interesting story. It's fine, but not a go to for me. But I do like it. I don't skip it. I think coming out of destroy the orcs and leading into the last track. It's just a good kind of you know like a breath mint. It just it's there. It's fun. You know I I do. It's the first time I've actually kind of given it like Deadly Center vibes on it. It does have the kind of same, yeah, you know, pretty same, same tonality through it all. Pacing when you, and when stuff I think too. back and yeah, yeah. pacing, yeah. Uh, but you know, overall, I mean, it, it's fine. You know, not my not my favorite, but definitely not a skipper. Definitely not the worst song on the album. So. Yeah. All right. Well, last track, part three of the Upon the Boiling Sea trilogy. Isle of Eternal Despair.
last track. What do you think? I like Isle of Eternal Despair. I think it's a pretty solid song overall. It's actually pretty darn good. My only gripe is this does not feel like an album closer to me when I hear Isle of Eternal Despair. I mean, I know it's the end of the, the trilogy, but I don't know. I mean, I guess this isn't really the song to have kind of a long or the album to have a long drawn out outro. That's really my only gripe. But the overall it's solid like this gives gets two thumbs up. It's a good song. I like this song a lot. I think it's really good. I mean, it's a closer because the story closes and it like you can see a closing of a story, closing of an album. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a good closing story. So I kind of give it a thumbs up for a closing song on the album too. So I like the song a lot. Great groove. Great story. Like, um, the paragraph what a sight that's sitting right before his eyes ancient spoils of the pirates of the past skeletons are sheathed in gold by candlelight such a beautiful paragraph i love hearing that song it's such a great imagery it's a great song i really enjoy it yeah this is you know a really cool way i think to end the album i think by ending the story in the album the overall like advance and vanquish kind of mentality of the album the the riff and the groove is pretty cool. The kind of emotion that sets in, you know, you've got, you know, the Lord of the storm, the ship being destroyed with the captain, you know, almost like Jack Sparrow somehow surviving and putting his feet on the shore. And now he's got all this The story picks up. Now he's got all this gold and treasure up, you know, what is he going to do with it? It's just him on this Island. How's he going to get, what's going to do with it? And it's the Isle of eternal despair. Cause you know, He's got all the, he's got what he wants. He's got the gold. He's got the treasures. He's got the jewels. But where's he going to do with it? Like, there's nothing he can go, nowhere to go with it. So, you know. But this song, I think it's cool. And I like how, too, the out, like the album ends with as he decays into living golden bones, eyes open watching for the rest of his life. Like, it's just, it's a fun way to end everything. Yeah, it puts a pretty nice bow on it for me, too. But then Ryan, we get, it's just more needy, I guess, for album closers. Yeah, but then, yeah. but we do get upon the boiling sea part four on long link heavy metal, which oh, I didn't, you know, it's fine. I did not actually piece that together until right now. Yeah. However, I wish that out that's that song in particular was recorded with this sound from Advance of Anguish because it's just yeah. two different production styles. So it really, I haven't listened to that like, album forever. Yeah. It's kind of like the Unforgiven trilogy from Metallica. Like Unforgiven Two, it starts off with that same, you know, droning sound, but then it kicks in, and gets heavy. Whereas then with Unforgiven Three, it's just a totally different sound, different intro altogether. It just it's it kind of ruins what Unforgiven One and Two are so good for. But no, nah, I mean this is this has been fun. Um, so now comes which will probably be one of the most heated and divisive parts of the show. I don't Time think any of us will peace. have a lining up song. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think so. Either. This is going to be tough. I got mine lined up, and I was just listening to the back half of Leather Lord from Long Live Heavy Metal. Yeah, that song's a banger. I got mine locked and loaded whenever y'all are ready. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good. I kind of like, I mean, this whole album for me, I like it a lot. 
it's fun. I like all these songs. So it's kind of tough to judge them. Even as we're listening to them again, I'm just, just like, maybe, eh, eh, just readjusting everything. <laughs> I would say my, my top three, maybe four. Yeah, I'd say my top four are Instalocks. Five through 13 are kind of a crapshoot. Yeah. Yep. I've got like, my middle is actually pretty tough because like they're all like, I like that. I like that. I like that. But do I like it more? All right. Uh, Joel's your number 13. What you got? I have to give it to the opener. Fear on the bridge. Orion. My number 13 is crazy nights. Not quite crazy enough for me. Joel's, mm. <laughs> what did you say about, you don't think any of us have a Lenny lined up tracks? Yep. Incorrect, because my number 13 is ah. the album opener, Feel on the Bridge. All right, so this is going to smoother than we thought. Perfect. All right, this is it. Battery smooth now time. from here on out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, number 12, Joel, what you got? Revenge is a vulture. It so ends. So ends. Just not a Not one I pick uh, very often at all. Number 12, you got to simmer on down, boys, with Swordmaster at 12. You got to cool off. It's coming too hot. Uh, Swordmaster comes in at 12. Just, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. All right. I will probably get a lot of shit for this one, but number number 12 is Dominion of Deceit. That's a shame. Nope. That's, a, yeah, I was going to say, I don't give you so much shit. Don't look at my list. Now you're going to eat that fool, fool That's of a nice. toque. Yep. Mm. Shoals, what you got? Yeah, I'm with Orion, so number 11. Swordmaster. Not very high up. All right. My number 11 is also Swordmaster. Hey, mm. It's gone mm-hmm. right. Except for your weird ass pick for Dominion D. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It'll change. All right. Uh, you're number 10. Wait, did I give my 11? Nope. I did not. What's no, you did not. <laughs> I'm confused now. Everything right, what's your What's oh. your 11, Orion? Revenge is a vulture. All right. Now, my 11. All right. Joel's, what's your 10? Number 10 is. Crazy nights. Orion? My number 10 is Fear on the Bridge. Made a lot higher than me and Stevenson with that one. All right. My number 10 is also Crazy Nights. What? This is not, not as bad as I thought it would be. It's pretty good. Uh, it's going to get a lot worse. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. Number nine for you, Schultz. Uh, duh, duh, duh. Read my handwriting here. Number nine is Lord of the Storm. Ooh, we finally matched up with Orion, huh? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Lord of the Storm comes in for me at number nine also, which we know is Adam's number one. My number nine is the Phantom of the Crimson Cloak. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, it's pretty legit. Hmm. Putting it there. Hmm. All right. Number eight for you, Aaron. Phantom of the Crimson Cloak. Y'all are some, y'all are some dumb bitches. <laughs> <laughs> no story. Ryan's got Phantom of number one. <laughs> no. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Or am I? Wait, what number are we on? Eight. Eight. Dipshit. All right. Listen, like listening to you, I'm in an aisle of eternal despair. <laughs> number eight, aisle of eternal despair. Uh, my number eight is Revenge is a Vulture. I thought that was going to be a lot higher for you. It's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> or an 8 out of 13? <laughs> no, no, I rank it 8 out of 10 stars. Oh, uh, okay. Why do you have 10 stars? No, I rank everything. 10 stars. 
You rank everything 10 stars? Yeah. Or, or no, I rank it. You know, is it a 10 out of 10? It's 10 out of 10 stars. All right. Anyway, uh, number seven for you. I'll have Joel. to spare. Orion. My number seven is Premonition of Pain. My, <laughs> my number seven is Destroy the Orcs. Whoa. Oh. Ooh, that's a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also an eight out of 10. <laughs> so, I mean, this would be where we slow the golf cart down, even though we're all holding cores and we just turned you were like, whoa, buddy. <laughs> Hold on now. Joel's your six. Uh, number six for me is Dominion of Deceit. <laughs> Whatever. It's a good song. That was, that was a six out of ten for me. What? You're such a fool. It's a six out of 13 for me. <laughs> yep. Got two and a half out of 13 stars for me. Uh, what's our number six? It's Phantom of the Crimson Cloak. Oh, wow. Made it pretty far up there for you. I said earlier, I like it. What a bit. Right, my number six is The Isle of Eternal Despair Upon the Boiling Sea, part three. Oh, he said the whole name and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a nerd. Put some respect on my name. Put <laughs> some respect on my name. All right, number five for you. Uh, Wicked Trial. Oh, interesting. Orion? Dominoes of Deceit, number five. Dominoes? <laughs> Foolish. <laughs> uh, my number five is Lord of the Storm upon the Pauline Z part two. Mm-hmm. Made it pretty high up. Number four for me, Premonition of Pain. Love it. It's great. It's depressing. Got good chugga chuggers behind it. Orion, your number four? Axes of Evil comes in at number four. My number four is also Axes of Evil. Our first time that they connect. Let us gingerly touch our tips. Let us dock these opinions so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we just touched our Axes of Evil. One oh, yeah. The other. <laughs> our listening of our Axes. I'm sure this is touching. good content. <laughs> Stop, fool. <laughs> number three. Axes of Evil. Wow. All our key. Ryan, you're number three. My number three, Destroy the Orcs, comes in at number three. It needs to be there. My number three. Remember, there are is... 13 songs. On this <laughs> yeah. album, so, top three is pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. My number three is Deadly Sinners. Oh. Excuse me. Deadly Sinners. Yeah, you're not enough A's and H's. That makes sense. All right. Number Numero two. Dos. Destroy the Orcs. Love it. High energy, fast and brutal. Orion, my number two from the year four thousand fifty-five. Wicketron comes in at number two. All right, and my number two. Let us gingerly touch our tips <laughs> from the year of four thousand and fifty-five. Is Wicketron at number two? It's just the old captain. <laughs> Just blind walking around the land. Well, the penis, we must touch to agree with our opinions. <laughs> Tis the only way. <laughs> All right. So, number one, y'all both have it at Deadly Sinners. The correct choice. Uh, the incorrect choice because that belongs to, without a single question, shadow of a doubt, is Premonition of Pain at number one. I have oh I have that at seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have well, it at you were four. Foolish. 
<laughs> when I see I'll this album cover, you, Aaron, when I see but... this album cover, I immediately start singing "Deadly Sinners." I don't know yeah. why. Yep, I, I immediately fall. start singing in my head. <laughs> I was gonna say it, but then that would have really spoiled the surprise. My initial <laughs> feedback for "Deadly Sinners" is this is the best song on the album, but I guess I'm <laughs> giving it away just a little. <laughs> Two out of three, you lose again, Adam. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I, I, I'm a winner because Premonition of Pain is the, the greatest. So. so, I mean, this whole album, great. It was tough to pick between them. I love listening to all these songs. Don't have yeah. really any huge qualms with any of them. I can listen to this CD through without skipping any of them, really. Yeah, there's no I just songs start at that number I hate. two. I, I just start <laughs> at number two and, you know, it's it could be a, you know, an Isle of Eternal Despair album, you know. For me, it's just you know, I've, I've got a me every time I've got a fire up the blades patch on the BV because it was the first album I listened to. But I definitely think advance is my favorite of the five. Um, I mean, overall, it, you're right. It's it just there's not a bad song on the album. There's some that are better than others. There's some that are more complete than others. But overall, like it just has that fun, just you know, every song just gets you hyped, makes you feel good. Like it just, it's, it's, you know, power metal, it's thrash metal. It's just, you've got these just ridiculous over the top vocals from cam. You've got, um, these really just super harsh and at, at times inaudible harsh vocals from Jamie, yeah. but it, that's what kind of makes it fun. I mean, it, three inches of blood is an acquired taste. Like you cannot just dump, jump right into it. Like, Oh yeah, I love this band. You may, some, some, you may, who knows, but it definitely took a while to get into, but this one, I think, solidified was premonition of pain. You know, I just that story, the guitars, the bass, the drone, the droning tone in it, and the lyrics are just—it's an awesome song. Um, I think the yeah, the first time I listened to Three Inches of Blood, I was like, "God damn, this dude has some pipes." I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't ever step back from them at all. I just was. In it immediately. It's so great. I will say, now that we've done Advanced Vanquish and Fire Up the Blades, my feeling remains the same that Fire Up the Blades is my preferred album. However, they're both bangers. But given between the two, I'm personally a Fire Up the Blades guy, but I won't refute the stance that you like Advance and Vanquish better because it's just different flavors at that point. Like, neither is a wrong answer. Yep. Yeah. So to recap, so we had Fear on the Bridge upon the Boiling Sea Part One. I had it at thirteen. Ryan, you had it at ten. Shoals also at thirteen. Uh, Delhi Centers three one one. Revenge is a Vulture at eight, eleven, and twelve. Dominion of Deceit twelve, five, and six. The greatest song ever written by Prince of Blood, Premonition of Pain, at one. It's rightful spot. Uh, and then y'all had it at a laughable seven in a just four. Uh, Lord of the Storm, five, nine, and nine. Foolish. Wickatron at two, two, and five. Respectable. Swordmaster, 11, 12, and 11. Rightfully so. Axes of Evil, four, four, and three. All right. Crazy Knights, 10, 13, 10. Destroy the Orcs, 7, 3, and 2. Phantom of the Crimson Cloak, 9, 6, and 8. And the last track, Isle of Eternal Despair, 
six, eight, and seven. So like the songs, like we all you know, keep fear the fear on the bridge low, deadly sinners is high, uh, revenge and dominion are just scant. Premonition of pain, how dare y'all do that to me? Lord of the storm, same way. But Wicketron, axes of evil, and deadly sinners, like we all have. Like those, are like the top three songs. Yeah, on this album, for sure. Which, I mean, which those are awesome. Those are great fucking songs. If you're gonna show somebody, if you're gonna show somebody this album, you're probably gonna show them Wicketron, axes of evil, or deadly sinners. There's no doubt. Like, yeah, yeah, deadly sinners is the, the safe, yeah. the safe. Bet. Yeah, deadly sinners for sure. I wouldn't say deadly sinners is though. I'm I would out, say. I think, think Wicketron most... honestly would probably be the safe one to show <sighs> someone because of, of these the absurdity of it. Because you have okay these absurd vocals. These absurd lyrics. And it's like, but it only gets better. I mean, if we're gonna argue, listen. I mean, I think everyone would just say Axes of Evil then. Just play play somebody Axes of Evil. It's a beautiful song. Play it for <laughs> What's this band about? Oh. Just listen I have to, news for you. Listen to how about a shepherd boy murders his whole family. All right, let's just do it. <laughs> navigate the fjords. <laughs> Freeze in the wastelands. What a great choice for this evening. Yeah. It's fun. Good to reminisce. I hadn't listened to this album in a while. It's good to get back into it. It's making me want to listen to um fucking uh god damn it. Why can't I think of it? Uh, Long Live Heavy Metal. Haven't listened to that in forever. That was like the anthem of graduation because that album came out in 2012. I was blasted the shit out of this. I think the morning of graduation hung over his balls, just listening to my sword will not sleep as I'm struggling to make it to graduation. Yeah, I remember just, sure. like, just spinning Metal Woman on repeat. Like, what oh, they, yeah. just, the music video for it, just that opening bass groove in it was so just awesome. Yep, that uh, that music video was dope. I think we blasted this all the way down to Charlotte on repeat. So good. Uh, all right. Well, all right, boys. Well, uh, thanks again, Scholes, for stopping by the Oasis to let us reminisce about Advance and Vanquish from 2004. Thanks and for thank you again me. to all the listeners, week in and week out, of checking out the podcast. Definitely appreciate that and all the feedback and support. Uh, please continue to you know like and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at the Metal Oasis Podcast. And the best way to contact us. Uh, our email, uh, themetaloasis at gmail.com. Again, that's themetaloasis at gmail.com. Uh, if you like us, listen to us some more, share us, tell your friends, and please give us some five-star reviews because it helps us out and gets us a little further up the food chain and gets people to find us quicker and easier. So uh, with that being said, Orion, you got any final words for us? It's always good to go on a fun thrash journey with the Canadian brethren of Three Inches of Blood. And I don't think it's the last time we'll... Uh... We'll see that it might be. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> put it this way: the two albums we needed to do, we've done, and maybe one night when we're drunk, we'll do "Long Live Heavy Metal" and recall that that year. All right, boys. Well, again, Aaron, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. With that being said, Orion, I will catch you on the flip side later, my dudes. <laughs> <laughs>